Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. And the fullness thereof. It is not saying the church is the Lord. It's saying the head is the Lord. So basically what the, what the expectation of God is that his influence cuts across every part of the world. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So understanding that we will begin to see when the Bible would say that you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that means that you are called into priesthood. You are, you are, that is who you are before God. Now, that responsibility of priesthood gives, there are certain things that God is expecting from us as we come to this position of priesthood. When you go to Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, the Bible says, God, he has made us a kingdom of priests. Now, when the Bible, sorry, a kingdom and priests to serve, to serve his God, his God and Father, to him be all glory and power forever. Amen. Amen. So the Bible is saying that God has made us priests. You know, you see that again repeated in Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. The Bible says that you have been, you have made them to be a kingdom and a priest to serve God, and they will reign upon the earth. So that means that your priesthood, once you leave this world, your priesthood stops. Because at heaven, everybody's with God. They don't need there is nobody who is but but when you are on earth in heaven there is only one priest one high priest but when you are on earth your responsibility and my responsibility is the responsibility of priesthood that's why the bible says they will reign on earth that means they would they will you know when the bible talks about it that means that they would control jurisdictions and that's one of the things that we'll be looking at as when we talk about territories. But I, so I also want to say to us is that understanding that as a church, and, and I also want you to kind of see what, so that, you know, maybe when we are more aware, there are, you know, um, Ephesians chapter 4. We've gone to these scriptures a couple of times, but so it said, Bible says, he who, he who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So, this is Jesus. When Jesus went into a descent, when he rose again, he had an intention in his mind to come to fill the whole world. So, that means that the whole world will be able to feel his impact. So, the Bible says, so, that means, because of that statement in verse 10, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. And their responsibility is to equip his people for the work of service. On that transition, we say, for the work of ministry. I'm going back to this again so that I can, I can just... 
use that as a base so that we can we can get to where we are going. So the Bible says, for the work of ministry or for the work of service. So that means that these apostles, prophets, they are not the one doing ministry. Ministry is for us. Every one of us. So, but their job is to equip you so that you can carry out the work of ministry. And I'm happy, you know, the Bible says that to equip the work of ministry so that the body of Christ will be fully built. So, we had the prophetic garden yesterday, and you know, and that was one of the major takeaways is how do we equip better? You get what I'm saying? And I will explain. You know, not, it's, like I said, it's, it's the takeaway we're not, but it's, it's just something that is at the heart of what I, I appreciate that Kate will know what the agreement was that, you know, yes, it's good for prophetic people to gather, but how do we? You know, our training or our, our training ourselves or getting to get better within ourselves, the aim is so that we can equip. Does that make sense? I'll give you an example for you to understand what I am saying. Is that at the time I used to go to a church once in a while, um, uh, just the pastor invites me, so on, so on, but for a while I couldn't go. And one of the elders of the church called me one day. He said, oh, Pastor Bayo, we've not even seen in our church. I said, ah. I said, I have my church then because then we're not, job is not started yet. But I was going to just say, I'm not committed to my, committed to my church. Just once in a while because I have also other responsibilities also. And the man made a profound statement which I'll never forget. The man said, ah, because you don't know that when you come to our church and when you teach, I take note of all your teachings. There is a Bible, Bible group in my office that I go and teach them there. So we are, we are always waiting that you will come at least once a month. So that when you come once a month, whatever we learn, we would go take it to the workplace. And so that person is being equipped You know, that, that person is being equipped. And that is the work. It's not that they don't benefit from what I'm saying, but they take it also as an opportunity to equip other people. And another thing I'm going to just, you know, we have, I've said it a couple of times, maybe it might not, we have a prayer altar in this church that holds every single day from 7.30 to 8, 7.15 to 8 o'clock. Every single day. It's not for, it's not everybody. It's just a few. But what we do is that we, part of the prayer that we are praying for your prayer altars. That as people are bringing issues to their home prayer altars at home, God answer it. Now, if you are not using your prayer altar to we are, God is helping us to equip your prayer altar, but that prayer altar, you are not using for anything. Does this make sense to us? Let me give you an example of what we are doing in scripture. Hannah came before God and she was pouring out her mind. That is our prayer altar. 
Eli came and Eli said, may God answer your prayer. What he did was that he equipped that prayer altar to be able to respond. So when we, we've been doing it over like two years into it, and we did it every single day. The only time we don't do it is Sunday. And even, even the Sunday, we have a prayer altar on Sunday. Prayer altars on Sunday is 5.30 in the morning. So before we come here, and you know, there is a prayer altar that starts 5.30 in the morning. And this, the 5.30 prayer altar in the morning has been going on for over four, five years, four, four years, or close to five years now. Every single Sunday. The aim is that so that we can equip you. And you will be able to go on your prayer altar. Knowing that even as you are praying on that prayer altar. Somebody is also standing on behalf of that prayer altar. And what we are doing the aim as a church. Is that so that you, we can equip you. To be able to do God's, whatever God has called you to do. So maybe it could be your it could be your workplace. Somebody is there that you know you you feel you know even even the prayer altar that we do you know I, I call it at times when you speak to me about something I pass it on to the prayer altar. You know somebody it might not even be you. Oh I have a friend you know at times some people may come up I have something you know somebody in my um, at my workplace is not feeling too good. It's been it's, it, it seems that the health is really bad and things like that. We, you, we, by God's grace, we bring that to the prayer altar and we keep praying for that person, even though we don't know the person. But it is so that you also will be able to stand and say, you know, you would, when, you're, when you are going, and so, all I'm trying to point to you is that what we are hoping to achieve as a church is so that we can equip you and you would be able to do what God has called you to do. So it could be in your car, it could be, um, you could, you know, whatever it is, it could be in your school. You, you have a couple of friends and you notice that something is bad in their, in their, in their house, at, in their, uh, what's it called, where they live and things like that. You share it with us, we take it to the prayer house. Why you just try to support that person or console that person? And you begin to see that because God is helping us to use the prayer altar from the, from the back end. He's helping your own prayer altar to, to, to be achieved. I have seen people in Sunday school that have won people to Christ in their class. So it is, I just want, I'm trying to pull back the system so that you will see that there is, we, we, what we don't want is we don't want a cluttered system whereby everybody's doing, no, no, no. You, so that we can have a system that is working and that is what we are hoping to really achieve in the prophetic team, whereby we will have that opening for you. Whatever gift that God has called you may have, you know, we would be able to equip you. So maybe you are praying for somebody and you have a dream about that person and you don't understand what to do. We will guide it. Okay, this is a, this is a, this is a, because you are also, our equipping you helps you to deal with a particular issue with somebody. 
then you'll be bold enough to say that. You know, when somebody calls you and says, I've been having you know, serious nightmare or whatever, it might be nightmare, it, might, it, could, be, it, could, be, it could be a mental issue, whatever it is, you say, let, let us pray. But as you're praying, you know that that prayer altar is being backed up already. Maybe when you now pray, you have a dream and things like that. There is an access for you to. So that person doesn't need to see the prophetic team. That person doesn't need to see the prayer team. All they need is you. But we are working as a team, as a team in such a way that we are backing up. We are, we are providing every support that you need to be able to fulfill what God has called you to do. Does that make sense to us? And of course, the challenge is going to be if God is helping us, people are creating their time to prevent, to create these avenues, thinking, deliberating on how do we want to make this thing more accessible? And you are the other hand that did nothing. <laughs> you know, and God will, God will literally just say, you know, why is all these support systems there? And you're not using them. That doesn't mean that you can please get me also wrong. That we appreciate even if you have individual issues and things like that. But we want to also get to a point where you are equipped in such a way that you can do the work of ministry. Does that make sense? God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So we are talking about priesthood. But it would not be right for us to just give you priesthood. Talk about priesthood and without giving you the the, the support is we are not there yet. We still have a lot to do as, as a church. But that is the that is the goal. The goal is to achieve. The goal is to achieve. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So but as you come into priesthood, as you come into priesthood, there is the gen, there is something that they do. They don't just see, even if a child is called a priest. He has been dedicated from the womb, like Eddie, sorry, um, like Samuel. They will not take Samuel in, except there is a particular process that is being achieved. The Bible calls it winning. Every child, no matter how who they are, before they are brought and accepted, they must be properly winned. For Samuel chapter. 1 verse 24. The Bible says, after he was weaned, she took the boy with her as young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, and, and they all offered it, and she brought him into the house of the Lord. And that was when, but he had to be weaned. Do you know when the child is weaned? That means that they, they, are, they, still, they are not attached. They are not it is not, um, you are not, their mother is not standing next to them to say, ah, you know, oh, they will need, um, they, they will need to hit, they will need to do all this kind of stuff. They can, not that you are already independent, but at least you are wind off certain things. Because a child that is not properly wind, if he comes into priesthood, he will become, he will, Priesthood will turn to Gagatin because that's all you have. That's all you have. So one thing you would always see is that they would ensure that the child is properly weaned. Now, what does winning mean for us? What does winning mean for us? You know, even you will see this.
is also it was it's it's a Jewish practice. When you look at um, Genesis chapter twenty-one, verse eight to nine, the Bible says, "And the child grew and was weaned." And on that day, Isaac was on the day on the day, on the day Isaac was weaned. Abraham held a great feast. So, weaning is such is 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 such celebrated that ah, you know, this one is no more in the is no more. It's not about ah, you know, when a baby is still not weaned, they cry for anything, anything. You cannot even program when they go to eat because anytime. They want to eat. They are still controlled by the flesh. That's what it means. They are still controlled. It's not that they are not priests, but you cannot bring them into priest to get until they are properly weaned. And so, if my Christian work is still only about me, myself, how I feel, you are not weaned. You are not weaned yet. That doesn't mean that you are not a priest. But it just means that there are priesthood's responsibility that cannot be handed over. Because one thing, you know, one of the things that God rejected the office of Aaron for was that the Bible talks about the Aaronic priesthood as a priesthood that was more concerned about themselves than the people. The Bible says that you have to have forgiveness of his own sin and the sin of his children before he remembers other people. What does that mean? If your service is 30 minutes and priest has 25 minutes praying for their own sin, you only have five minutes to answer every other person. And God said, no, we are looking for a priest that will be ready to live their life because they know all that lies depend on it. Does that make sense? No, I was saying to you, there are some things that it is not, there are some things that, that's what Paul was saying. Paul said, some things are lawful for me, but some things I cannot do. Because as a priest, there are certain things you cannot do. So it's not a question of, ah, you know, uh, um, you know, like for example, when you are coming to one of we let's just give an example. You know, you 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 may like your sleep, but as you grow in priesthood, you will know that that sleep is luxury, not because of your own, but because there are lives attached to it. As you grow in priesthood. There would be there would be responsibility. It will not. You are not acting because of yourself. Your first interest is people around you. If I do this thing, how would they? You know, I've been there before. You know, no. At times I used to. I have you know. I've, I've had where my life has just been funny. But you know, I. At the time, there was a day in school that I wanted to do, I did something, and it wasn't something bad. People were just having a conversation, and I contributed. And the whole place went quiet. People said, ah. And they used to call me Alagba. Alagba. <laughs> you know? And they were like, 
time in Portugal. My secondary school group chat. Guys, the day they were talking about, they were posting pictures of certain things on some weird issue that happened on social media. And it was all sort of audible, whatever conversations they were having. And they were, they were having those conversations, but they, they had greeted somebody happy birthday. So I now responded after the whole trail of, and I said, happy birthday. The next comments I saw, pastor is in the house, can we go believe ourselves? You may think that that is quite endless, but at times for me, you do not kind of behave like a human being. What is the problem? <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? What is the problem? But you would begin to realize as you move on in priesthood. There was a place I went to. They were doing naming ceremony. Every other person, not the two are not standing there. Every other person in that building. So in that in that day, that day, they were all church members. In fact, some of them were coming from whatever it is. And people were drinking alcohol and things like that. And I am not a pastor. I'm just a normal person and things like that. I walked into the building and people were hiding their drinks. And I was hearing as I was climbing the stairs. Pastor Bayer was in bowl. <laughs> and people were hiding their drinks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can you not imagine if I did not enter the room and ah, Sabrand. <laughs> <laughs> See, the priesthood journey you would begin to realize that certain things you cannot do. The same way the queen cannot do certain things. Even, you know, um, what's this, this runaway boy? He said, he called it prison. Um, but what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to say is that, and this is, okay, so having said, I'm just going to say this, is that Salvation is what God has given to you. Kingdom life is what you do for the king. So after you have given your life to Christ, the next expectation in kingdom is that what are you going to do for the king? Not, not what the king is going to do for you. you. We will have an understanding of it better in the UK. Because and even if somebody is in the prison in this country, what do they say? He is there at the queen's pleasure. Even though they're in prison. The system is changed, but you see how all those kind of things is that even the job that you have, it is the queen that has pleased to give it to you. That is why you pay tax to her majesty. And that is how kingdoms are. Everybody lives at the pleasure of the king. One of the challenges that when you are so democratic, you don't you find it difficult to understand how, how kingdoms work. 
So when Jesus came to preach, Jesus said, I have come to you to preach the kingdom of God. Basically, what he's saying is that salvation is your mind to you. You is to live as my priest. So the Bible says that, so what, what I'm trying to say is that the process of winning is extremely important. Because if somebody is not properly winged, even if they come into priesthood, that priesthood would kill, would destroy them. An example is, is, um, is Judas, Acts chapter, let's read Acts, please. The Bible says that Judas, he was one of our number. He shared in our ministry. So it was a ministry, but he wasn't wind of the desire for money. So if God calls somebody into ministry and that person is not properly wind, it's going to end in, it's going to end in disaster. So priesthood recommends that we are weaned. I would also say to us is that because you are given or God has given you an opportunity and responsibility does not mean that you are weaned. And winning is is uh, winning is if you are properly winged, there are people that people that will tell you you are winged. It is not you that will say, I know I'm winged. There is no child that says, say, No, I know that I'm no, you they will tell you that this child is winged. So what I'm trying to say is that, and this is where discipleship comes into place. People who would say to you that mm -mm, you are not you are not winged. Because let's just read, um, let's just um, let's go to Hebrews. Just go to Hebrews. I'll come back to it. Yeah. But I'm saying, in fact, by this time, uh, you have to be teacher. So what he's saying is that in the plan of God, by now you should be teachers. But somebody who is in charge of winning is saying that you need someone to teach you the elementary truth. These people can say, no, 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 we know who we are. We are teachers. No, he's saying no. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. No matter what you feel that God is calling you into, you need people within your life that can tell you, Uncle, you are not properly winged yet. I've seen people who have gone into ministry and that ministry has destroyed them. They became worse. Somebody who's not properly winged of pride if God releases power, it is, a, it is an atomic bomb. See, I too did not understand some certain things, because you see that somebody's growing in gifts. Why is that God is keeps on giving them this? But you don't know. See, the problem is that it is not the gift that is the problem. It's probably they are not under, under God's structure to see that there are people who will say to you certain things you need to read them first. Before you do this thing. So the Bible says that he's saying that I know that you should be teachers by now. But there is an issue that needs to be dealt with. So what we are saying is that is that when it comes to, to winning us as children of God, 
it is always somebody's responsibility. I know one thing that we're, you know, we're, 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 we're blessed to share today is that, you know, you, you, to be able to go through you, you must have a teachable heart. If you're offended at anything, nobody will be, you'll just be on your own. You know, you just be on your own. Especially if, if, if God brings you across some people of God who, who don't, who are not, who don't want to, they are not there for, um, they are not there to gain anything. <laughs> so if you don't want, it is, don't worry, just enjoy yourself. Because at the end of the day, I'm not here to say I, I met for this person. So if you don't want to be met for this, it's as simple as that. See, somebody that needs something there that will be shouting and say, hey, if you don't do this, it doesn't happen here. In the kingdom of God, they don't, they don't force people. They do not force people. And as you know, and it's it's important that we understand the procedure, you know, of winning. It's a process, but it's important that you need to begin to win yourself for certain things. And, um, you know, God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Abraham was, had to be weaned from his own desire for his child. You know, when God was saying to Abraham, God said, hey, let's read Genesis chapter 22. God said that, and then God said, take your son. Do you know, the, do you know what would have happened? Why did God say, take your son your only son, the one whom you love. Why? Because he could have come to take Ishmael. Because I know, I know the one, that one that is still in your heart. You know some of us, you know what God is pointing at in your character or in your person. But there is one that you would just say, no, take this one. I just say, no, 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 no. I know what I'm looking for. The one that you love, that one that you want to protect, bring it here. You know, some it depends on what what it is. I know I am I am I am gradually changing. There are certain things in my life that I'm living. But what you are doing, I do know, is that you are giving the low-hanging fruits. The major one gone gone. You are protecting that one. And God said, no, that is the one that I want. <laughs> the one that you love. So, he could have given him his mind. And God said, no, let me clarify what I'm looking for. Isaac, the one that you are protecting is the one that I'm looking for. Some of us, it is career. And God said, no, that thing that you think that is, is all in all, that is what I'm after. But one thing I want you to know is that at the end of the day, God did not need Isaac because if he had needed Isaac, he would allowed him to. But what God wanted to kill was not Isaac. What God wanted to kill was his desire for something above God. It was desire for something above God. And that's how God had to win. You know, you have you have um, you you have you have um, Paul who say that we are not. He said Paul said that everything that I have heard, I count it as nothing, so that I may gain Christ. 
Second Corinthians chapter one verse eight. The Bible says that it says so. At times, God takes you through certain process of winning. Have you ever seen a child that has winned without any kind of craving, or that has winned happy? It's always the fact. And at times, God is ready to enter that ring with you. He will not be smiling. I just want to let you know. It will not be a process of, you know, God just take me easy. No. Because, see, every child that is, every one of us, please God. You know, <laughs> when they say that, every one of us have been weak. We are. <laughs> Amen. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. But you cannot enjoy varieties of food. But the time when they wanted to win you, it was the responsibility of elderly women to say that, no, you know, at times, parents, the woman is so attached to the child, they say, I want you to They will say, put your eyes away. Because if you don't stop it now, by the time your child gets to school, when every child is looking for food, <laughs> he'll be looking for his mother. Even for the woman, at that point in time, because you see the child crying, ah, let me just try once. So, he said, I do not want I do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. He said, we were under great pressure beyond our, our own ability. He said, to endure. So we despaired life itself. We felt like, what else? Amazon does die. And let's read on, please. Is, it, is that, oh, sorry. Um, sorry, I didn't include that, but when you go to verse 9, the Bible says, and God did this. Do we have verse 9? Can anybody read verse 9 for us, please? That possible, please. Just. Still have some prayers to do. Just give a consecration of prayers. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. We had the sentence of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves. That, another person will say, God did this, or God allowed this, that we should not trust in ourselves. But in God, which reset the dead. God bless you, man. So, what we saw here is that God allowed him to go through certain things. To say that, huh, you will get to a point where some people, you will go and have PhD. And God will ensure that you don't get involved. Desire is not, he doesn't care if you get a job or not. But the problem is that you can see that <coughs> you are, your pride is in that certificate. This one. <laughs> we, need to, we need to allow some, we need to give over. <coughs> so that by the time the person is fully weaned, you will not see them approaching people and say, Do you know what I have? Do you know who I am? Because they have discovered that that's a cricket means nothing. After that person is properly weaned, you would see executive jobs that you get. God is not interested in suffering people. 
But he knows that if without winning doesn't happen, that person will become a disaster in the future. So he's saying that we experienced this kind of issues. God bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now let's just quickly go back to her. I just kind of pointed that out so that we understand that there are certain requirements also from us as priests. Now there is a responsibility that priests carry out. Priesthood is not only for Christians. You have idol worshippers who do priesthood. And the Bible says in um, God was talking to in John chapter 1, God was talking to um, Satan and he said, where have you been? He said, I have been roaming throughout the head, going back and forth. This back and forth, I'll explain it pretty soon and you know, it might even help some of us. This back and forth is what in Jewish times called is H A L A K or yeah, I think so. Basically, which means that is performing a priesthood right, is moving across a particular area up and down trying to gain dominion over where, where he's going. So he's saying, I am moving back and forth throughout the whole heart. And the Bible then he now said, he now identified a place. He said there is a particular place that God, if you did not build an head around this man called Job, what is a head? A head is like a fence. Do we get to that point? A head is like a fence. So what does fence allows? What does fence happen? What, what what happens to a fence? It allow it. It forbids people from moving from one place to another. So I can imagine that the devil was going through and fro the heart. But when he gets to Job's house, he finds it difficult. He can. He has to make a bed to keep on going. So when he was talking to God, he said. No, you built a wall. You built a hedge around him. That is why my, my passing, controlling territories is difficult. Why? Because somebody has created their own territory on the, in, in the way. And you begin to see that that territory was supported by a priesthood action, which is Job not only praying for himself, but praying for his children. And things like that because he was the priest of that area. So what priesthood does is that he allows you to, come to have control or jurisdiction over wherever God has called you to be. Does that make sense to that point? <clears throat> That's why when God was speaking to Job, um, Joshua, he said, he said, wherever your food finds, that place belongs to you. What he's saying is that as you are walking through and fro as a priest, when you are carrying out your priesthood job, wherever your feet can find that place, I will call it yours. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm just going to Now, as a child of God, 
God is expecting you as you create your own priesthood, a priesthood around an area, you are gaining that territory for God. If I ask the question, the, the blood of Jesus, who was he shed for? Us. Us means the whole world. Is that, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But what did the blood of Jesus buy? You know, you can take 10 million pounds to a, to a shop, but that doesn't mean that you bought the, you, you, you took 10 million pounds there, but you only took a pen out. That pen is the thing that you bought. <clears throat> The blood of Jesus was shed for the whole world, but he did not buy the whole world. I'll show you a scripture. Let's go to Hats. No, let's go to John, the next one, please. Uh, no, okay, John. John 3, 16. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, the world, that's the whole world, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have the everlasting life. This is what we say, and which is right. The blood of Jesus was shed for everybody. <coughs> now let's go to Acts chapter 20. Um, Acts up chapter 20. He says that keep watch over yourselves and all the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you as here. Be shepherds of the church which he which he bought. On that matter, we say purchased with his blood. So the only asset that the blood purchased out is the church. So that means that even though God has the ability to reach out the whole world, as the church, not a structure, as the people extend their territory, what God is able to purchase is going to be on the increase. Does that make sense? People say, ah, but Jesus died, so why is everybody still having issues? No, because the purchasing, what he can buy is dependent on the church. Does that make sense? That is why he will say that when you pray, you pray this prayer, our Father who is in heaven, I will be there name. Your kingdom come. Your will has already been done on heaven, but let it be done. <clears throat> that is the role of a priest. The role of a priest is when, when it is the priest that goes, they, they give them blood in the bowl in those days. It is them that take the blood and begin to mark places. Each place they mark is where the blood covers. Even though the blood can cover everything. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So, having said it, we're just going to <clears throat> draw it closer on this, on this note. You know, I said to us at the time that the priest's job includes the two and four walking back and forth. Let's look at that explained in Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. The Bible says, let the priests 
who ministered before the Lord weep between the, 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 the patio and the altar. So basically, in those temples, you have the altar, the patio is outside. So the priest will be walking back and forth. You'll be walking back and forth in prayer. And he said, let them say, spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of, of, of scorn. He said, by um, a, a byword among nations. Why should they say among the people, where is their God? Let's read on it. Then the Lord, then, then the Lord was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. And the Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain and wine and olive, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn. So what was happening? The priest was doing his job, basically covering the ground and saying, God, this is what you are going to do by your people. This is what you are going to do by your people. And the impact began to fill the whole place. Do you know what the greatest impact was? Because when you go down to this same scripture, it goes to verse 20, let's just go to the next 28. The Bible says, afterwards, he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So when the priest is, when you are functioning in your priesthood as a person, no matter where God has called you, you will begin to see the impact even beyond, uh, beyond priests. I'm always, you know, I always remember and I'm always happy. You know, there was somebody shared with me that at their workplace, their Christian group, they have a day of fast. And at the levels of the floor of the offices, some of them walk, um, walk around that floor in, in their break time and they go around and they are praying over the ground of the office. What they are doing is that they are perfect forming their priesthood in that area. And the Bible says that, it says, your sons and daughters are dreaming dreams. And when you see the scripture quoted again, in Acts, what were they doing? They were all upstairs in the upper room, praying. What they were doing? Performing priesthood. Each time a priest decides to stand and take their position in whatever area that God has called you, you will get an impact. You get an impact. The last picture I'm just going to share with us is this. First Kings chapter 19. The Bible says, the Lord said to him, go back your way. This is talking to Elijah. Go back your way, the way you came, and go to the desert of Damascus, where you will get, where you get the anointed um, Ahazel over king over Amon and Jehu, son of Nebuchadnezzar, king over Israel, anoint Elijah. Please note that God did not say change the oil. The same oil that was used to anoint kings is the same oil that used to anoint prophets. What does that mean? Your whole role may be in the church. Your whole role may be in the public world. Wherever it is that you are, it is the same oil 
that comes on a pastor that comes away. You may be a footballer. Having a territory around that area, the same oil that came upon a pastor is the one that is upon you. Because that is your own territory to make sure the name of God is honored in that place. You may be a doctor. The same oil that comes upon a pastor is the same oil upon your head. God never said, separate oil, make sure special one is for Elijah. And Jehu and Ezra just use general. It is the same oil. Ever true scripture. In the days of Samuel, it is the same oil that they used to anoint priests and they used to anoint. And why I'm saying that to you is that as I as we close, bring this to, 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 to one side, is that wherever place that God has called you, you can stand there and function as, Christ, as a priest. You can be someone that is taking care of someone in the hospital. You don't need to, they don't need to hear that you are praying. But you just need to have, share a word of prayer from your mind for them. And you begin to see God at work in the place. You can be sitting in a boardroom where people are making decisions about the lives of other people. Either their job cuts or things like that. In that same place, you can stand as a priest and ask God to give you guys direction <coughs> on how jobs can be saved. That is your role as a priest. You are bringing heaven down in that place. I've told you that there's a man called uh, Mark, uh, 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 I've forgotten his name now, but you know, he said, I have won more people in my body to Christ, in my office, he's a CEO, in my office, than my pastor in my job. It got to the time that people would, without him talking to Christian, people would begin to come to him, a CEO, and people would, of a multinational company, and they would sit down and they would start crying. And because they're going to one show or another, God would just keep drawing them into his office. I don't know what way you think that your priesthood cannot reach. There is, um, there was, he, he works for um, um, uh, 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 Zachariah's ministry. He was doing, uh, he was doing, um, he's a very funny guy, he's a Christian, he's a pastor, so he, he teaches. And he was training, uh, was it uh, KPM, uh, K, um, KPMG? And some other audit companies, and they were all, it was across the country, some couple of years ago, across the world, and he was teaching them integrity. <clears throat> and he was a pastor. Because he has understood his priesthood, and God began to open doors for him. And you'd be surprised how much people are come and want to know. But maybe God needs to raise you in a way that you can fit into that area that God is calling you. For some people, like, you know, sometimes they may not quote the scripture. But you say, ah, there's a wonderful book that says this. 
It is the scripture. The Bible is a book. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. And that's what we are going to do as we gather to pray. We, our desire as God has helped us is to equip every one of us to be a priest wherever God has called you. And that is why we read the psalm at the beginning. The head is the Lord and the fullness thereof. He didn't say the church. He says the head is the Lord. So the desire this morning is that as you go home, as you start your day, your, 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 your daily things like that, please have it in mind that what we are sharing with you, even, I know that, that you know, when God, God will help us, even the music at times, when you are listening to the worship, you are taking the course it, you would, God will bring you back to the song that you have in the church or something. I don't know if anybody has ever felt like that before. During the week, God will bring you back to because what is saying that you have been equipped on Sunday. It is good to dance, please don't get me wrong. It's good to dance. But while you are dancing, know that you are being equipped. So it is not the choir is not just singing so that you can dance. In that period, God is equipping you. In the worship, God is equipping you. Even the prayer place that they are calling. It is an equipment. You may not know it now, but your mind will just flash back to it. They prayed the prayer yesterday. We prayed the prayer yesterday. I was going back home and I said to, um, to this one, I said, I said, I remember that when this person was praying, they made the word. Maybe they don't know it was prophetic. This is the issue that we are facing. This is how we're going to go about it. So that general congressional prayer was an equipment going on. All I'm saying is that whenever you step into a church, please, it is not just, there is a lot of equipping going on. And make sure you are part of it. God help us in the name of Jesus. We are going to have a prayer. God has said that we should do a prayer that the prophetic, people with the prophetic team will join me as we do that prayer for everyone. Um, please, would you be able to help us pass the words around? Bottle of water. Um, <coughs> One thing God has said is that we should. Pray into the water, drink it, take bath with it, sanctify your house. And as they gather around, basically in the prophetic team, this time just take a place around. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.